Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast, Fibromyalgia Real Solutions with Amanda Love. My name is Amanda Love, and I'm a registered holistic nutritionist who works with those with fibromyalgia. And today's guest is Christian. So welcome to the show. Hi, Amanda. Thank you for, uh, thank you for hosting. So I always like to ask, how did you get started with your journey? Um, I was diagnosed uh, over 20 years ago with psoriasis. And so um, at the time, it was the same basic information that's, that's given now about that and other autoimmune diseases is that there's no cure. You have to just sort of deal with it and um, use a bunch of medications to keep it under control. And um, so I just sort of went along with that. I didn't, I never really got any information to dispel the, the, that. And so I I just kept going and hoping it would get better. Um, A few years in, I think it was seven years after my diagnosis, I had a doctor in, in Boulder, Colorado, who was, um, <clears throat> he had his MD in Western medicine, but then he also took it upon himself to learn Eastern medicine and holistic medicine. And so um, his stance on, on using the steroids and the other man-made creams was that mm-hmm. uh, there's never been any safety testing or long-term um, side effect testing on any of the stuff that I was using. And so he encouraged me to, you know, look for natural solutions, um, which was really difficult because I, I couldn't find anything. I mean, all I could find was like coal tar and, um, just regular moisturizers and stuff. And I, I found some moisturizers that didn't have a bunch of chemicals in them. So I was trying to use those, but they didn't really do much for my skin. Um, I still had these really itchy spots all over. Um, and so I tried to use the steroids as little as I could. I would really only use them when I had a really bad breakout. And so I just, I was significantly covered on much of my skin with these, you know, red spots. I was like this leopard boy you know it was it was really it was it was painful it was um itchy all the time which i think ended up um i just i I felt psychologically beaten down by it like it was i just couldn't keep up with the itchiness and um so then about 15 years after the diagnosis um i had I had been to many, many different dermatologists and they, all, and they all said the same thing. You know, you have to just kind of keep up with the medications. It's the only way to manage it. Yeah. So um, my last dermatologist appointment was about 15 or about six years ago. And I went in there and he, he gave me a prescription for Humira, which is an immune suppressant drug. And if you watch commercials for these these drugs it takes them almost the entire commercial to tell you all the bad things that can happen to you right 
therapies <laughs> uh, if you take these drugs and suppress your immune system. And so everything that I had ever learned about the immune system told me that was wrong and told me I just, I couldn't go that route no matter how quick of a fix it was, it didn't seem worth the risk. And so I, when I walked out of his office that day, I had the prescription in my hand, I never filled it. And I just decided that I was going to find another way. This dermatology system that had me stuck in it for 15 years wasn't helping me. Um, and I just felt like I had to find a different way. So I, started hammering the internet to find anything that I could find. And I really just kind of kept up, come, kept coming up with the same misinformation that I always had, you know, I just, I couldn't find anything. And then I got really lucky, um, at least in my eyes, it seemed like luck, but I came across this guy who, um, he had a very similar experience where he, had suffered for about 20 years and um, through trial and error, just figured out the diet change um, and a few other steps to, you know, to manage it without having to use man-made um, pharmaceuticals. So I was thrilled. I mean, it was only 50 bucks for the program and I got this like huge PDF. It was like 60 pages of stuff. Wow. And that's that's not even, that's cheap. Yeah. And so I was shocked. I was like, God, this is, this is amazing. So I. You already probably spent thousands of dollars, just all those years combined and stuff. Yeah. With all the creams, like, you know, yeah. it all adds up. It does. And, and even though, um, it was all copay stuff, there were times in there that I didn't have health insurance and they were hundreds of dollars for these tiny little tubes of, of steroid cream and stuff. And it's, it wasn't even doing anything. No, it was, I mean, it was helping me manage it, but I was yeah. using so little that right. um, it was, it was still a, a bother. Um, so after the diet change uh, was a strong, strong focus on avoiding toxins and so that took quite a few steps. I had to clear out my cleaning and medicine cabinets. I had to um, think about toxins in food, toxins in water. It was like this huge undertaking. Uh, and so I- Did you do it like all at once or did you do it slowly or what? I sort of did, yeah, I, I did it as, quick as quickly as I could, because it just became apparent to me that every cleaning supply I had was highly toxic. Um, right. Everything in my medicine cabinet was highly toxic, except for a collection of essential oils. Um, and so that, um, that was, that was a big step, but it, it happened fairly quickly. So once the diet change started and, and I got away from the toxins, um, the can, and I had to stop the meds. That was part of the protocol as well. Right. And so stopping the meds, just, it seemed like I was going to be a hundred percent covered with these spots. Yeah. Um, I got up to about 
90 or so percent covered on my whole body um, for a couple weeks. And then it finally started to subside. And about three months after I started the protocol, my skin started significantly healing and clearing up and I could, you know, just sort of this amazing relief (laughs) wash over me. How many years ago was that? That was about six years ago. um, Wow. Yeah. My diet. And so since, since that change, um, I, I try to just sort of help others realize that these toxin filled products that are on all the, the store shelves, just about every store we go into, every pharmacy, every grocery store, Walmart, etc. Yeah. Just about everything in there is full of toxic stuff. Um, and so I try to just sort of help others realize this and, and start staying away from toxins. Um, and then about six months after I started the protocol, I was pretty much clear. I had about 10% of my skin was afflicted and, um, I felt like I won, <laughs> you know, just <laughs> right? such a long battle and having, um, gotten past that was, was a real revelation. So, um, about a year, no, I guess about two years after that, I decided to get certified as a health coach. And um, so that's been a great change for me, um, being able to approach people from 360 degrees and, and help them holistically understand their health and, and their wellness. Right. Has really become my purpose. And, and so when I, you know, help someone with a challenge they've faced for a few years or sometimes a few decades. And I see the look on their face when they have made some significant progress and they start um, seeing the results of the changes they're making. It just fills me with so much joy. And and, um, it's just, it's a reward that money can't really compare to. So I, I just am super lucky that I, I sort of found my way and, and found what I'm, I'm here to do. And, and that's to, to help people get past their challenges. Um, tell me, so d- with your, with the diet, what did you have to do with the diet? Cause I love, I'm all about the diet. Right. And so, um, his, his protocol was for basically the, um, alkaline diet. And so Mm -hmm. that's relatively familiar. It's easy to find information about that. Um, and it, it really kind of matches or is, is very, very similar to the anti-inflammatory diet. And so it really makes sense since, um, psoriasis is an inflammation issue anyway, it, it really makes sense that both of those diets would, um, you know, would work fine. So when I started, um, I wasn't really eating a ton of junk food, but a lot of the foods that I loved the most were definitely junk food category. Like I was eating, you know, a couple slices of pizza on a regular basis for lunch. And, you know, I loved lasagna. And so getting away from 
dairy, gluten, and uh, other highly inflammatory foods made an almost instant um, difference for me. Yeah, it really clears up your skin when you get rid of those foods, doesn't it? Yeah, it was drastically different, yeah. Right? So are you still away from those foods? I am, yeah. Um, every once in a great while, I'll... Um, like the, the gluten in beer, I'll have a beer and like right. the next day I'll be like, oh, why do I even bother? You know, <laughs> right? So, and I, instead of, uh, you know, the, the typical craft porter beer that I, that I love, you know, yeah. I, I kind of switched over and now I'll have a glass of wine instead. Um, and I don't have that, um, I don't have that reaction of, of being quote unquote glutened. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been quite a journey and I'm still learning, you know, I don't know that there's really any end to, oh, there's never learning. an end to learning. Right? Yeah. So it's, it's been a great journey and I just feel really lucky that, that I was able to stumble, stumble across this guy and his, his protocol. Yeah. You sound like me when I found a wellness chiropractor who helped me get on a like elimination diet and stuff so awesome yeah i think we stumble on these people and then it's our job to help other people get better right exactly. right yeah and it, in a previous conversation we talked about like purpose <coughs> and it sounds like you're living <coughs> a purpose i am yeah i feel you know like i said i just i feel super lucky that I've found um, a sense of purpose in my life. I mean, I, I, growing up, I never really heard about purpose. I didn't understand it how, and how it related to me. Um, you know, the only people who spoke about purpose in my youth were people who um, were purpose-driven with their religion or with their family, um, you know, that kind of thing. And so I, I definitely didn't understand how purpose was related to success in life or happiness or um, feeling fulfilled or, or any of those right. positives. It was just this arbitrary thing that I didn't feel like I would ever really find. It, it was like, I went through the daily cycle of work food, entertainment, sleep, like there was very little else going on in my life besides those basics. And right. after finding my purpose and looking back on that, yeah. it just, it feels sort of empty. Um, so I'm, I'm a lucky man to, to have moved into a place where I feel like I do have a purpose. Yeah, because I think if we don't have a purpose, then we're just doing the same thing over and over again, right. right? That's exactly what it felt like, yeah. We don't wake up thinking, oh, what? How can I serve other people today? It's just, oh, okay. The same thing over and over. Yeah, try to make the best of career, make the best of um, relationships, make the best of you know, whatever I had going on, but it, there was no, um, there was no umbrella kind of covering <laughs> the whole 
um, thing and, and, and defining like where I really wanted to help people. So it feels awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So tell me, how do you help your clients? Uh, it's really just empathetic listening and, um, and powerful questions. And so by listening, not just to the words, but sort of what's not being said a lot of times, right. Um, that kind of, um, that kind of attention. I, I think that listening alone as just a, a singular action can be very healing for people who have never been listened to. Um, so oh, it, yeah, we don't listen to people. Right, it's just this sense of like, well, I'm waiting to talk, whatever you have to say will just pass through quickly. Right. So, you know, getting um, the training in, in that coaching um, skill set of like, really listening, um, creating understanding out of not just the words, but body language. And, um, you know, like I say, what, what's not being said um, gives me a, a much better point of view and, and much better ability to help my clients because before I got the coach coaching training, um, I was working with essential oils quite a bit and offering a ton of advice. I was, I was the advice guy. Here's the advice, <laughs> right. advice, advice, advice. And that wasn't really helping people. Um, yeah. And so after the training and, and, you know, getting in with some practice clients and, and that type of thing, then I finally realized that it isn't the advice that helps people. It's, it's the listening and asking, you know, powerful questions so that the individual I'm talking to is coming up with the answers. It's not me giving them the answers. They already sort of know um, what they want and where they want to go. It just, it takes support and, uh, and guidance to get there. Um, so that's how I help people. I, I listen to them and, and ask them to be accountable to their words. Yeah. Cause I, I find we, people, we give, we give, give, give advice all the time, right? But if you're not, if you don't have someone to keep you accountable to it, people aren't going to do it unless you're a self-motivated person. Yeah. Um, and, and even in my life, I mean, I've, I've received a ton of advice and for whatever reason, it's like, I, I categorize it as yeah. something that I'm never going to do or, or something like <laughs> right. that. Um, I mean, sometimes you need to pay for someone, pay someone, and then you're going to follow that advice. Yeah. Um, I got a coach. Um, let's see here. Not quite a year ago, about eight months ago um, to help me with like the business, business end of my coaching practice. Right. And um, that was really eye-opening. Um, I mean, through the training I had like, coaches within the training program um, who gave me a, sort of an idea of what coaching is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think everyone would benefit from having a coach 
not just because I'm a coach. I'm not saying that because of that. I, I just, well, I'm not, I'm not saying that either. Yeah. But it's and, not, it's whatever. We all have some area in our life doesn't have to be held that we should be relationships, whatever. Agreed. Yep. So need a coach for. Yeah. And, and so I was, I had sort of, my business had plateaued. Um, yeah. And without the growth, I felt like I was headed for failure and it just didn't, you know, it felt like something was missing. And, and when I hired this guy, I saw exactly what was missing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's so, great. Yeah. And so I, um, still working with him and I, I don't know that I'll ever, um, be at a point where I, I think I don't need a coach anymore. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and so, um, it's, uh, it's, it's just this sense of like continued learning, continued growth, continue trying to become a better person every day. Right. And so I like to read a lot, but that to me is just sort of like, it's information. There's no real feedback. There's no, um, I, yeah. there's, there's no expert eye watching from the sideline being like, are, are you, you know, what are you picking up from that? Are you so, applying it? Yeah, exactly. Um, there's no accountability. Um, and so that's, that's the real benefit of, of having a, a coach is that sense of, it's almost like you're, you're, you're on this journey with a team member. You're not just walking through the desert and hoping you, you make the right choices. You know, you have someone to, to support you the whole way. So that's, that's been the benefit for me. Yeah. And I think that, I think what you said tells people you can't, you don't know it all of what you're supposed to know. So it's always good to hire someone who could show you your weaknesses and your strengths. Agreed. Yeah. It's been, it's been wonderful for me. It's been a, a game changer for me for sure. So you said um, you like to read a lot. So what is the book you recommend to your clients all the time or you send to your family and friends? One of them is called You Are a Badass. And oh, I've heard of it. Yeah. Jen Sincero. Um, and so I love the language she uses. She basically um, talks about an issue that a lot of people have with their internal dialogue, their um, limiting, limiting beliefs from their youth and other things that hold people back. It's a mindset. It's all mindset. Yeah. Right. And so she, the language she uses to kind of help you get rid of the BS and right. exchange poor habits for good ones. Um, it's easy. It's sensible. It's um, practical. Yeah, exactly. It's, and when I say easy, I guess it's easy to understand. It's, it's not easy to change habits. I'll, I'll never. No. Um, I'll never say that, but it's, um, it's easy to understand. It's easy to look in the mirror and say, yeah, that's, that's exactly what's happening to me. Um, and so getting rid of a bunch of beliefs that I had, 
um, through life about relationships, about people, about money, about success. Um, a lot of them were just false. The beliefs when I started believing them weren't true. And here decades later, they're still not true, of course. Right. Uh, so that really helped me. Another book I recommend is The Four Agreements um, by Don Miguel Ruiz. And so <clears throat> he talks about um, making agreements with yourself. Um, it relates to these um, limiting beliefs that we have, but he basically says, you know, um, don't take anything personal mm -hmm. and um, don't, uh, I'm kind of drawing a blank. I haven't talked about this book in a while, um, but several really powerful, um, don't assume anything, just like these, they seem so general and so basic. Right, but, but we don't do them. Yeah, but they make such a huge difference in your life when yeah. you start applying these things. And, and so um, that's another. So then what else? I'm reading um, The War of Art is a good one. And so that's another um, another link to like limiting beliefs. There's, I guess there's a lot of reading that I do about that. It's, yeah. it's uh, you know, it all relates to like awareness and becoming aware of why we make decisions. I think mm -hmm. on society's point of view, is like, no, no, you, you can't do that. Um, you have to just sort of be an autopilot and keep going. Right. And so when, when you finally do question every single decision you make and every um, thought that goes through your head, it, uh, it's really just sort of like an awakening, like, you know, I, I was in autopilot mode for so long, I wasn't even aware of a lot of the thoughts and the, the, the decisions I was making. I had sort of chalked a lot of the decisions I was making up as that's just who I am and that there was no decision being made. Right. There was no choice. It was just, oh, that's just who I am. I'm that type of person. Right. Um, we can't have personality. Yeah. And, and yeah. So now I realize that everything is a choice. Every single thing I ever do right. is a choice. And um, that's, that's been quite a realization for me. Is there any like health podcast that you like to listen to? Um, I like the, um, the live long wellness podcast. They, um, I did an interview with them and I've been listening to that on a regular basis. Um, lots of cool holistic in, uh, information. Um, trying to think I have another <laughs> couple, but they're not right on the tip of my tongue here. That's okay. We don't have to. 
That was good. Um, yeah. So what is like one tip you would tell people to move their health forward? Um, I think the biggest shift and the most profound difference is like awareness, awareness of habits, awareness of internal dialogue, awareness of choices and decisions. Um, and just like asking yourself why. And so if let's say I decide that in the middle of a conversation, I say something that isn't really very nice. And in the past, I would have just been like, oh, that's okay, they'll get over it. Or I don't know what I was really saying there, but now I'm willing to like dig in there and, and be like, okay, what was I really saying there? What was happening in that moment? Right. Triggered me to be a jerk. Yeah. And so yeah. there, uh, there's always a reason why. We're that's right. And so for a long time, I, I was willing to not be aware of the reasons why. Um, and so I think that's the biggest shift for people to take is like asking themselves why they believe what they believe and then asking themselves again and again, um, because I believe that we have these sort of programmed responses for things. And until we get past the first four or five reasons, we're not really looking at the real reason behind what we're doing. So there's this exercise called the seven whys. And inevitably on number five, there's sort of a, hmm, I didn't really think about that moment. And then by the time the seventh um, yeah. reason comes out, that's sort of the, the real reason behind the action or the decision. Or... Yeah. And I think that's a great way to end the episode. So um, tell us, where can we all find you? You can find me at www.wellnesswithchristian.com. You can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Wellness with Christian. And so Christian is spelled K-R-I-S-T-I-A-N. Um, and then um, by text or phone at 716-785-2685. And I'll put all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom. My pleasure, Amanda. I really appreciate the invite and your delight to... Uh, to, to speak with. Thank you. Mm -hmm.